Amen. Uh, we greet you this morning in the precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. It's once more a privilege for me to come before you, uh, just to come and share a few words with you. Uh, without going further, I would like us if we can just open the Word of God. Uh, as we know, the past is not here. So as it, it, as it, uh, it has just fallen on me this morning to come and just uh, step on the gap, amen. amen. And then I hope that God will come and bless you and then be able to speak with you. Uh, as, as you know, I may not know what is it that you, know, you need, but you normally will get what you expect. If you expect more from God, he's going to give you more. And uh, whatever you may need, He's able to provide. Amen. So that is why this morning as we're going to speak, open his word, we're just going to look at him to come and speak to us. Uh, you must just see, don't see me, but see beyond me so that you can be able to connect with him. Because I'm just a, a vessel that will, will be here to come and connect you with him because he is the main person here. I am just here as just a body that he's going to use. Amen. And then you, if you will just open your heart, and then uh, look unto him, he'll be here to touch you, amen, and then also to bless you. So we can just open our Bibles on John, uh, the first John, and then just read a few verses there. We're just going to read a couple of, of uh, uh, scriptures, amen. Uh, if uh, We'll read from first John 1 until 14. Uh, as you can see, we're going to read the same scriptures that we read the last time I was here. That means we're just going to continue with the last message that we had. I think if some remember, the last uh, four weeks ago, we had the message on the word bride. Amen. So, and then we, we showed you that you, as, as, as the church, you are his bride. But not only are you his bride, but you are the word bride. Because he was the word just like it will be saying, John will tell us, he was the word, in the beginning it was the word. Yes. And the word was with God. And that word was God. So everything, we've shown you that you were the attribute, God's thought, that is expressed in this age. Amen. So we're just going to continue with the same, that same thought. Amen. So if we have found our scriptures, we'll read from First John. It says, in the beginning was the word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of man. And the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of that light, that all men through him might believe. He, John, he was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That light was the true light which lighted every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, but the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave he power to become the sons of God. Even them that believe on his name, we, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of men, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, 
and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the, of the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. Amen. And then we can also open Romans 7 um, and also read uh, from verse 1 to 6. Uh, it reads this way. Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law, how that the law had dominion over a man as long as he liveth. For the woman, for the woman which had a husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. So then, if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Wherefore, my brethren, you also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that you may be, should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. For when we were in flesh, the motions of sins which, which were by the law did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. But now we are delivered from the law, that being dead, wherein we were held, that we should serve in the newness of the spirit and in the oldness of the letter, and, and not in the oldness of the letter. Amen. So I will just ask to go ne- just to the next chapter. And then I will read uh, Romans 8, uh, verse 19. Amen. Uh, for the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestations of the sons of God. Amen. And then I will also read uh, Ephesians 1, where, as we said even before, that Paul is addressing the saints. And then the saints, I, I know it is you, the elect lady, the church of, of Christ. Amen. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints which are in Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, Grace be unto you and peace from our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the Father, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus, who had blessed us with spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Amen. Uh, may we close our eyes. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, this morning, uh, this pleasant morning, Father, we have just opened your word, Father. Uh, we are just looking unto you, Father, to come and speak to your children, Father. May you please come, Father, circumcise my lips, Father, so that whatever comes out of my lips, Father, may be just a, a word of encouragement, word of blessing, word that will entrench them in the faith, Father. And then, Father, may you please also circumcise their ears, Father, that they may be able to receive the word that's going to come forth, Father, that it may be, be of benefit to them, Father, so that when they come out of here, Father, they may be renewed, Father, re-strengthened and fortified. Because we know, Father, we are not sp- uh, fighting against uh, spirit, uh, flesh and blood, but we are sp- fighting against spiritual principalities, Father. And, Father, for us to be able to overcome this battle, Father, 
There's no one, Father, except you, Father, who must come and fight this battle for us, Father. Fight this battle for us in us, Father, so that, Father, we may be able to overcome the evil one, Father. Because the word teaches us, Father, that for each and everything that was made, it was made through you, Father. Even the, the devil, Father, we know, Father, he's a creation, Father. He's just not even powerful enough to fight you. That is why, Father, when there was a mutiny in heaven, you could not even go down and fight him, Father. Michael had to come in your state to fight him, Father. And Michael, being the archangel that was there in heaven, Father, he came and defeated the evil one, Father, kicked him down here to heaven, to earth, Father, where even for today, Father, he's still hiding, Father. But we know, Father, that you, Father, as long as we are with you, Father, we the inhabitants of this earth, where the devil has fallen, Father. We, as your children, Father, as your, the gene that was in you before the foundation of the world, Father, we have the same power, the same mind, the same yeah. desire. We have the same, Father, uh, commission, Father, to be able to fight him, Father. And we know, Father, that as long as we are with you, you are, you are with us, Father, leading the, our army, the army of the saints, the army of the elect lady, Father, we will be able, be able to defeat this evil one, Father. That is why, Father, here you are children, Father, in front of me, Father. I do not know what is it that they need, Father. Maria, Father, may you please come and touch each and every one of them, Father, so that when they come out of here, they say, wasn't it nice when you speak to them, just like those men who were going to our mouths, Father. Wasn't it nice when you touch our heart, Father? May you please touch them, Father. Make them a new creatures, Father. Fortify them, strengthen them, Father, in the battle that is raging here on earth, Father. We pray, believe in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, you can have your seats. Amen. Amen. Uh, like I said, we're going to continue with the same message that we had before. Uh, the reason is because I think maybe we can go a little bit further, and then if we go further, we may try to extract some things and learn some, learn a bit more. Amen. So before we go on, we will just recap a little bit on what we spoke about the last time, so that those who are not here uh, the, the other time, the four weeks ago when I, when we, I preached this message, they may all be aligned with us, and then they will know where we are so that they may be able to move with us. Amen. So, as you remember, last week we, we, we read, uh, we got our uh, uh, um, uh, a topic from the, the spoken word, things that are to be. Now, this message was preached by Brother Bremen in 1965, uh, uh, December of 5, 1965. And then if you realize, he's talking about things that are to be. And then here he was talking about the word bride. That means the word bride is something that even in our days is supposed to be here. It is one of the things that are supposed to be. Amen. You are supposed to be here as this word bride. Now, before going further, I would want us to just open that quotation again, if the brother can help us there. Uh, things that are to be, uh, that was preached 1965, December 65, stroke 1205. And then we'll read the same... Um, we will read the same, the same uh, paragraph that Brother Brenham, uh, that we read, and it's a quotation from Brother Brenham. Amen. Now he says, Now we are those attributes of God. Now, if we are those attributes of God, we cannot live by creeds, we cannot live by denominationalism. We must live by the word, because the bride is part of the bridegroom like any wife is part of a husband. Therefore, we must be the word bride. And what is the word bride? Now, here he comes and starts explaining what the word bride is. He says, it is the manifestation of the hour. 
is like I was trying to say just now. That means it's a manifestation. It is a revelation of something that is happening presently. It is not something that's happened before. That means the word bride, it is something that's supposed to be here in our age. Amen. In our time, there should be somebody that we can point to and say that person is the word bride. So it is a manifestation of this hour, the bride, and, then a, and not a creed or denomination. Now, as we know, Brother Branham in his message has been against denominations. Because you remember how the denomination came about, that we can go to Luther. When Luther came as a reformer, he preached to the, to the saints uh, that he was supposed to preach to during his time. But when he left, those people left the message that Luther preached. And then they, they, they became a denomination. And they, they, named, they became what you call the present Lutheran church. But now, you, if you look at the present Lutheran church that we have, you will realize that that church doesn't have the same power, the same worth that Luther had at that time. Because now the problem is that the moment a church denominates, it creates its own creeds. It creates its own dogmas that they go there and say, we're going to stick to this. They leave the word and stick to those dogmas. Now, the moment you leave the word, you become that the church become paralyzed. Because now it can no longer follow the word to the fullest. It becomes a tradition. Now, we, as the bride, we are not a tradition. We are what we call a living organism. That means we are, that is why we said even before, that uh, the, the works, when we, we, we read Revelation chapter 3, where uh, the, 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 we're reading about the church of Thyatira, it says your, way, your, your, your works has to improve continuously because you are what? A living organism. Your work cannot regress. That means whatever you are doing, every time there must be an improvement too. But now if you are a tradition, you will do what? Stick to it. When God moves, you'll find that you will not be able to move with him because you are what? Sticking to your own dogmas, what you've been taught. Now you become that, find that even, I think you know this, that normally with them, when it comes to baptism, they will go baptize in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy, and the Holy Ghost. But you know that the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, is not a, it's not a name. It is an office. It's a title. Now, because of that, you find that whatever they do doesn't have power. It doesn't have mind. It doesn't have the, the, the rubber stamping of God because they are not following the word of God. Amen. Now, for us, as, as, the, as, as the word bride, we have to come out of there. That is why now you'll be surprised that even now, as we speak, the bride has come out of Laodicea. What we are living us, we are living in what we call the bright age. We are living in what we call the golden age. We are living in what we call the eagle age. We are living in what we call the astronaut age. Because we have moved out. You know, I can give you an example with an astronaut. If you are an astronaut, you are not, you are not somebody who is going to be moving on the ground. Neither are you going to be somebody who is going to be moving in the atmosphere. You have to go beyond the atmosphere. You have to go into space. And then you find that when you are in space, there is just nothing except you and the creator. That means if you are a child of God, you have to leave your situation on earth, go up, improve yourself. That means, it is a, Brother Bram, the way he explained, he says, before there used to be what? An, uh, the ox wagon that used to carry people. It was, it was what? It was powered by what? Horses. And then there was an improvement. 
And while there was an improvement, they came across, we came what we, we, came what we call a car. A car, it was still the same horsepower, but multiplied a hundredfold than the horsepower that found in a, in a horse. Now you can see there was what? An improvement. That means it was an improvement from what? From, from, the, from, the, from what Luther brought, an improvement from what Johnny Wesley brought. It was an improvement from what also the Pentecostal brought. That means we had to go a step further. Now he said, from the cars, we got and we, there, was a, there was the Wright brothers. The Wright brothers, what they did is that they went there and had an edge to fly. And they are the one who came with the first aeroplane. Now, from the, for, for you to fly, to come from the position of being a car to a position of being an, an aeroplane, now those horsepowers has to be multiplied also hundredfold as well. Because the same power that you're using to drive here is not the same power that you can use to fly up there. Amen. So that is the improvement that the bride has to go to. So you can see that the bride, the word bride is not stagnant. It is a living organism. It is moving all the time. Now you realize that now from, from the aeroplane, now we had the astronauts. Now the astronauts is a different uh, uh, specimen altogether. It has to go through the atmosphere into space. Now you realize that when it goes through the atmosphere into space, it has to go through the sound barrier. Now, if you take an ordinary aeroplane, if it has to go through the sound barrier, it will shut. Now, an astronaut, a, 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 a spaceship has to be made in a certain way. It has to be fortified in a certain way. That is why this word bright is also made in a special way. It is fortified in a special way. This word bright, you will find that it is Christ himself. Because for you to fly there, you need a special power. You need God himself to be the one who's going to take you there. Now, when it goes through that space, there, it, it will, it, it, when it goes there, you'll find that when it reaches that sun barrier, <laughs> there will be fire. When it goes into space, now that is what happens to a, to a child of God, that when he has to go to space, there must be a fire of God, the Holy Spirit, that must come and cleanse you. That means for you to go to live, to, to live this earth, to go into space, you have to live your old self and become a new creature there on space. Amen. So that is why we say also the bride is living in what? The astronaut age. It is not like an ordinary person driving a car. He's not like an ordinary a pilot uh, flying an aeroplane. He's an astronaut flying a spaceship, whereby when he reaches space, it is just him and him alone. If you go to space, you'll find that there won't be much. But when you are here on Earth driving a car, <laughs> there are lots of traffic. You'll be meeting a lot of challenges. But when you grow spiritually, you are able to overcome those challenges. And then you'll find that you are living in a place where it is only you because you are higher than every situation that the devil can bring to you here on Earth. Now, that is why you are living in that age, the astronaut age, the golden age. Amen. So that now, that is what this word bright is. And that is what you are. Amen. Now, as we went there, we showed you that Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, our God is the word. Now, that is why the, the bride also has to become the word. That is why our title is what? The word bride. And then we've shown you even before that that word was in the beginning. 
And if the, 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 the word bride is he's part, of, he's, he's, he's part of Jesus Christ, that means he must have been with him there in the beginning. Amen. And we showed you that also this, this bride being a manifestation of the hour, he is a, she is a living oracle. That is what the quotation here says, that she is also what? A living oracle of God. That means it is a person regarded as an infallible authority of what God is. You, you are an infallible authority of what God is. That means if somebody wants to know what God is, he cannot go and look somewhere else. He has to come to the word bride. The word bride, by, just by looking at you, you must be able to reflect to that person what God is. You understand? You must be the mirror image of God. Hallelujah. And then we also find out even when we're there the, 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 the first time that she must also align perfectly with the word. Because not only must she align perfectly with the word, she must become that word. Amen. So she cannot be a denomination. She cannot have creeds, believe in creeds. She cannot believe in dogmas, but she must, she, she must believe solely on that word. Amen. So she must also be and is a living attribute of God. Now, a living attribute of God is, like I told you, a living organism. That means it's something that when you see there, you'll be able to see a life of that person that she's representing in, in that person. Amen. So that means when people want to know what God is, they have to look at you. And you have to display the attributes of God. Amen. So now we, we, we say that uh, the, the, the word bride, because of the fact that she was in the beginning with God, that means she must be part and parcel of God. She must be the attribute of God. That means the thought of God. She must be a gene of God. That means the very essence of what is God. This word bride must be, must be it. That is why the word of God says, don't you know that ye are gods? Yes, because you come from who? From God. So what you are, you are amateur gods. Because you come from the main God. God the Almighty. Amen. So now we showed you that the reason why this attribute came about is that God wanted to display himself. The El Ella, Elohim. The all-sufficient, omnisufficient, uh, present, omnipresent, uh, omnificent God wanted to display some of his attributes. Now, in the beginning, you find that God was alone. He was uh, Elohim, the self-existing one. Now, because being self-alone, he had a desire for him to be worshipped. You understand? He had a desire to be worshipped, and uh, he had an attribute of worship in him. He had an attribute to be a savior. He had an attribute to be a healer. But how can you heal? How can you save? How can you redeem when you are alone? That means he, somebody had to fall. That is how we people came into being. And I, I'm not going to go into the, the nitty-nitty details of how the fall came about. We've talked about that before. But you know that when God had done that, he came and he created man. And when he created man, he created him in his own image. And then the man that he created first, that was in the image of God, it was a spirit man. Because the word teaches us God, God is what? He is a spirit. Now, he has to form somebody in his image. That person had to be a spirit man. Now, being a spirit man, this man, remember God, when God created man, that was the last creation that he created. That means that the man was the pinnacle of God's creation. 
So he had created animals. But you notice one thing, that when he created all the animals, he created them male and female. But when he came to men, he created only men. Now this man was just men alone, having but the feminish and the masculine spirit in him. Now, when, because he was a spirit man, he, when he was there, he, God realized that there was no man to till the ground. So he said, no man, let's make this man, the spirit man, a body. That's where now you find out you have this body. And then you find out this body looks like an animal body. Because this body is not the image of God. But it is the image of God that is inside this body. That spirit man is the one that is supposed to come and possess this body. Now, after he had created man, he said, this man was, was lonely. He needed to make a partner for him. And in making a partner for him, he created a woman from, for him. But now you realize one thing, that the woman that he created for the man, he took him out of the man. He made a man to fall into a deep sleep. That means, so the first operation, yes, that was cre- happened on earth, happened there in the Garden of Eden, whereby God, from the rib of a man, he made what? A female. And so a female was what? Flesh of his flesh. Bone of that bone of that man. She was just the weaker part of that man. So then the devil came. There was a fall. Then that's when the plan of God went into effect. Whereby now, because there's a fall, there's a person that he can save. And then because now there's a fall, because now the man that God created... The spirit man couldn't, could not die. But the moment there was a sin, sin brought with it death. Death brought with it diseases. Brought that with it afflictions. You understand? Now, the healing part that God was desiring to came into effect. Now, because now man was sick, man needed to be healed. Now, man was lost. God had to find a way to redeem him back. You understand? Amen. Because, then, because God had, we've talked about the worship that he created the angels to worship him. Even this very same man, because now he, God created him, he also could come and worship God. Amen. Amen. Now we came and we showed that, uh, amen. Now we came and we showed you that, uh, that a Christianity, it is a journey. And then being a journey, it is a spiritual journey. And then we showed you that that journey is divided, it is broken into three stages. And then being broken into three stages, it is broken into, um, amen. It is broken into three stages. The first, uh, according to the journey that the Israelites took when they, were, they came out of uh, Egypt land. Amen. The first stage was in Egypt, and then the second stage was in uh, the wilderness. And then the third stage was in Canaan land. But one thing for sure, which is a desire of every person, a desire of every Israelite, was to find themselves where in that promised land. Because God promised the promised land for the, for the Israelite. But spiritually, the promised land was also pro, pre, uh, was supposed to be a place that for also the, 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 the world bride. Amen? So we showed you also that this word bride so we showed you also that this word bride also had to go through three stages of, of uh, when she became, when she was converting. Because remember, she had fallen. Now, for if you're fallen, you need to come 
And when you want to go back to Christ, you need to come repent and then uh, be baptized in the name of the, of, of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, that means you will go through the stages of justification, sanctification, and baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now we showed you the last time that the word bride, because he has gone through all these three stages, he has the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He is found in what? Canaan land. Because now you remember, in Canaan land, that is where Caleb and then uh, Caleb and Joshua, who had another spirit. Remember, of the 12 spies, the others said we could not go into the land. Because in that land, there are giants. In that land, there is there are giants that could come before us. The people that are living there, we cannot overcome them. But Caleb and Joshua had another spirit. That, said, that means they had another belief that because this promise, it was God's promise. They are not the one who's going to fight the, the battle. God is going to fight that battle for them. So they were saying, we can go there. We can defeat them. We can overcome them. But because of what these other tents did, who did not believe what the, 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 the word of God. And then now Israel believed the story of the ten people, the, the, those ten spies. So as a result, they could not enter into a, the, 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 the promised land. But Joshua and Caleb, of the two million that left uh, Egypt, those are the only two who managed to go through. Amen. Of, all, of their generation, because the rest, because of their unbelief, had to die there in the wilderness. You see now, unbelief brings death. Now for you to be able to go into life, you have to believe the word of God to the fullest. That is why the word bride believes the word of God to the fullest. And she is an epitome, an example of that word. Now when they went into the Canaan land, that is where you find that the Israelites there had to share their inheritance. That means their inheritance was not in Egypt. Their inheritance was not in the wilderness, but their inheritance was in the promised land. That is why even our patriarch Abraham, when God took him out of Mesopotamia, he, he had to go where? To the promised land. Because that was a land that was promised for him and his generation. Now, the reason I say even the believer in our day, he wants to find himself in the promised land is because we, as much as the Israelites, are the seed of Abraham. We spiritually are the seed of Abraham. And where our patriarch is, that is where we want to find ourselves. Now you find that Abraham, when he was in the promised land, that is where God blessed him. Amen. Even the Israelites, when they are in the, they are the promised land, Canaan land, that is when they get all the full benefits. That is where they can claim a mountain and say, this is my place. And then because that is their promised place. Amen. So now we say that they had to go through these three stages, Egypt, wilderness, promised land, which mirrors the three stages that the believer had to go through when he repents, justification, sanctification, and baptism of the Holy Ghost. But now you remember now that in the last day, we have a prophet. The prophet has taught us that there is a first pool, second pool, third pool. Now you realize that the first pool is in Egypt, it mirrors Egypt, the second pool mirrors the wilderness. The third pool mirrors the promised land. Because unless you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, unless you have faith, perfect faith, perfect love, you can never have the third pool. That's why you find that 
only people who goes into the promised land can lay possession of the third pool, can lay possession, can claim possession of the seventh seal. Because the fulfillment of the seventh seal is in the Canaan land, is in the promised land. Now you see those these three stages. That is now, that is why I say spiritually, that is where we want to be, in the promised land. Amen. Now, as we go alone, uh, you will find that you will, you will agree that the, the, the promised land is the goal of every believer. Amen. The goal of every believer is to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, have the third pool, and have the same seventh seal. Because remember, the seventh seal is the one that gives you what? Rapturing faith. Now, if you don't have the seventh seal, that means you don't have the necessary rapturing faith that will be able to change your body at the time when Christ comes, at the time when you're supposed to be raptured, to give you the necessary mechanism for you to have, your, to have a body change so that you will go into rapture. For you to have a necessary bo- mechanism for body change, you need to have that third pool. Amen. Now you find that the, it is a goal of every believer to reach that place, to reach that spot where their faith is settled. Now, when we say your faith is settled, is that when you are here now as we speak, you should be able to know where you stand with God. A person whose faith is settled knows where his standpoint with God is. He knows now as we speak that if rapture comes, I am going or not going. Yes. In deep in your heart, you know it. You know what is your standpoint. I may just speculate, but you know where are you with God. You can try to lie to the people, try to lie to the next person, but you cannot lie to yourself and to God because you know what your works are. You know the fruits that are your works display, whether they are the fruit of God or they are the fruit of the world. That is why you find that this wet bride has to what has is, a, is like an astronaut. She has to leave this world behind. She has to leave the desires of this world behind, the love of this world behind, to be alone up there in space with what with God. Because why? It is only there with God where He will reach that spot, that place where He can, can say, "Now my faith." In God is fortified. It is settled. Amen. Now, the reason is, uh, we, you, as a believer, I've told you even before that the last time we met that it is a goal of every believer to, be in the, to, to, to go and uh, enjoy the millennium with, with Christ. Yes. It is the goal of every believer to go and go into heaven. Now, for you to go into heaven, there, is, there are stages. You just don't go there. There is a spot a place that you have to, to reach. Amen? Amen? Now, they say that that spot is where we find that we as a believer have what? Perfect faith. We as a believer, we have what? Perfect love. We as a believer, we have what? Rapturing faith. Now, if you remember, when uh, Brother Brenham had uh, went beyond the curtain of time, there was something that he said. Even the pastor, the last time when he was preaching, he said the same thing. That there's only one thing that's going to be in, the, in that place, in heaven. That is perfect love. You need perfect love. You need perfect faith. You understand? For you to be able to go into there. Amen. Now, that is the ultimate goal 
of every believer to be able to have those attributes. Perfect faith, perfect love, rapturing faith. Or else you are waking in vain. If you are waking and then you don't have those things and you come to church, <laughs> I've, I've said it before, it's like you're wasting your time. Because you are waking, you are pretending to be something that you are not. You understand? So it, 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 you, are, you are toiling for nothing. You understand? That is why even the last time I told you that if, if, if you, are a, you are a believer, you have to be a full believer. You cannot be a make-believer. You understand? Because if you are a make-believer, you are even fooling yourself. Because at the end of the day, unbelievers, they're enjoying themselves. But you are stuck in the middle. That is why, we, as we go on, we'll try to show you that the, 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 this word bride is not Laodiceans. It's not the church of Laodicea. No. She has gone beyond Laodicea. She's the elect lady that has been elected, called out, out of the church of, of Laodicea, so that he may be go, go there and live in what we call the bright age. Now, the time we're living in is just, the, the, like the prophet used to say, is just Three, almost three minutes to midnight. That means three minutes to midnight is the time when anything can happen. As we speak now, rapture can take effect. Now you need to make yourself ready. You should not find yourself being like the foolish vision who was a vision. That means if he was a vision, she was a believer. That is why the word, the word of God says she was what? A foolish vision because she was a believer but she didn't have the necessary oil the Holy Spirit. She didn't have the necessary oil which you get through the baptism of the Holy Ghost for her to be what? To go into the, the supper, the wedding supper with the, with, the, with the bridegroom. You understand? So you need to make sure that you get those. That is why even in the Easter uh, messages, uh, in the Easter conference that we had, Brother Dioka, when he was praying, he was praying about the Holy Ghost. <laughs> because the Holy Ghost is the ultimate thing that a believer needs. You understand? The Holy Ghost is a guide. The Holy Ghost is a leader. That is why the word of God says, I will not leave you alone, but I will give you a comfort. I will give you a guide to lead you into all things. Remember, that is why we say it is Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. That means that Holy Ghost, because Christ was here as a man, when he went into heaven, he came back into us in the form of what? The Holy Ghost. You understand? So that he'll be able to lead us. So that whatever he had on earth, he will be able to manifest through, he will be able to manifest himself. Show himself to the world through you. Show himself to the world through us. Hallelujah. Uh, as we go on, uh, So now, we, we, we say now we want to reach that place. And then we have read a scripture here, uh, Romans 8, verse 19, where he says, um, the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the Son of God. Now, for us, as we go on, I want us to read a quotation from adoption, uh, the, 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 the number four, uh, that was preached in 1960, 05-22, uh, in the evening. We'll read from paragraph 80 to paragraph 85. Uh, we'll, as the brother will try to get it for us. Um, 
Now, you, you see the scripture that we, we've read, that it is waiting for the manifestation of the Son of God. Now, here, Brother Brenham tells us about that manifestation of the sons of God, what those sons will do when they manifest. Amen? What is it that they'll be able to give to the other brother when they manifest? That means when you've reached that place, when you've reached that spot, there will be a change in you. There will be things that you'll be able to give to the, your brother that an ordinary man couldn't be, is not able to do. Amen? He says now, go right back to Genesis, to the original. What is it? Now, the world and nature is groaning, crying. Everything is moving. What? For the manifestation of the sons of God. When true sons, you see now, when true sons, born again sons, filled sons, filled with what? Those are who are filled with the Holy Ghost. Speak. Their word is backed. Yes. Oh my. You, you hear it now. Amen. When you are what? A true son. You are a born again son. Filled sons. Who are filled with the Holy Ghost. When they, are, they speak. Their work is backed. Now who backs your word? God himself backs that word. Because you are. His son. All, everything that he is, is found in you. Amen. Now he says, I believe we are on the border of it right now. Yes, sir. Say to this mountain and let it be so. That means whatever you say. When you, that's what the Bible, that is a promise from the Bible. That when you say to this, when you pray and believe it in your heart, and you say to this mountain to move, it will move. Amen. Say, now he says, brother, I desire so and so. A certain thing done. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. Now here is an answer from another brother. I give it to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now he says, that is a manifestation. That means that is what that true son of God has to manifest. Amen. So he says, um, Oh, brother, my crops are burning up yonder. I haven't had rain. The brother will respond. I'll send you a raining in the name of the Lord. There she will come. Oh, waiting, groaning, all nature. Wait. That means you, you, you will be able to go back to the, to, to, to the Garden of Eden and be able to display what Adam displayed. Remember, Adam, in the, before the fall, in the Garden of Eden, if there was a stream that was running another way and he, could, he wanted to turn it, by just saying it, he would just say, God, turn from this way, go that way. That is why even all the animals that God created, who named them? Adam named them because what? He was part and parcel of God. He was the manifestation of God. He was what? He was the, in the image of God. He was God's predestinated son. Amen. Amen. So, so he says, Oh, they, they shall come, oh, waiting, groaning, all nature, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. God ordained it at the beginning. He gave men the domain. Where? In the beginning. Yes. 
Adam had the domain. But when he listened to, to Eve, his wife, and they, went, they fell, he lost all that dominion. You understand? Now, the sons of God, when they manifest through Satan Adam, who is Christ, they'll have to have that domain, dominion back. Amen. So he says, if your brother is there and doesn't have rain, his crops are drying, by just saying the word, <laughs> you will be able to give that brother rain. If the brother is sick, by just saying it, be healed, your brother will be able to have a, what, a healing. You understand? Because why? You will be a son of God manifesting God's attribute in you. Amen. Now, as we go on, we'll just take an illustration with Elijah. How many knows Elijah? Now, Elijah, when he came, it was at a time when uh, Ahab was the king. Now, according to the Bible, uh, in First um, Kings chapter 16, Ahab did so much evil in the eyes of the, God, of the Lord, more than any other king before him. Amen. Now, because of that, Ahab was very, uh, Elijah was very angry. Now, he went to Ahab. Uh, if we can just open First Kings, uh, uh, just to, to read it, so that you will see the manifestation of the sons of God, what they can do. And you will just read verse 1. He says, And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall be no Jew, no rain this year, but according... Did you, are you reading it there? Amen. Do, are we getting it? Uh, 1 Kings 17. So that you, you shouldn't say his brother shall be saying it. <laughs> you should be able to read it yourself. Amen. Amen. So he says, There shall be no Jew, no rain these years. According to whose word? Did he say God's word? He says, according to me, Elijah, according to my word. You see now, there is a son manifesting. You understand? Being able to want to come and make, it, make a statement. And then his statement to be backed. Amen. Amen. There, there it is there. He's saying according, not according to God's word. Because you have forsaken the way of the Lord. I'm going to make sure that there will be no Jew, no rain this year, but according to my word. Now, after he said that, there was no rain in Israel for three years. He went, and then uh, because there was no rain, God told him that he needed to go to a river in Kish, I think it's Kishdon, if I'm not mistaken, stay there, and he'll be fed by the ravens, and he will, be, he will drink water from that, from that river. As it went on, that river dried up. Then he had to go into a widow who had a son. And when he went there, he, the widow was having her last bottle of meat and then her last cruise of oil. She said he, he was going to eat. That was the last meal that they were going to have, to have. And then after that meal, they were going to die. Now Elijah, being the servant of God, said, Give me first <laughs> that meal. Then you will see that the, 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 
the meal, the barrel of meal, and the cruise of oil will never run dry. You understand? As you go, you will see that the, 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 whatever the bride says, you, you must do, we'll go there and you'll see why. Because even with Jesus, it was the same thing. Whatever he said, and people had to do. And because Jesus is in the bride, that means the same thing had to apply to the bride. That is why we say it is the manifestations of the sons of God. Whereby your word is not just word alone, it is backed by heaven. Amen. Amen. So now, to show that he was even a servant of God, he stayed some time with that lady, and the son of that lady fell ill, died. Then Elijah, being a servant of God, could raise up the son from the dead, could call unto God. He didn't have a vision. He just called unto God to say, this woman has treated your servant well. Please do not take the life of, the, of, of his son just because of his sins. Forgive her. And as a result, raise up this son. And even that day, after that day, when the son rose up, that woman was a convert. Amen. Amen. Now, you'll find that Elijah, was the, he was a manifested son of God. But now you will realize one thing, that you cannot give what you do not have. Amen. That is why Elijah could give life to that, child, to that child because he had the life of God in him. You understand? So now, the thing is, uh, Elijah had something in him. He had something supernatural. He had God himself in him. That is why he could raise up that boy. Amen. Now, he was able, that is why he was able to manifest that, that uh, supernatural. And that action of Elijah was the action of the weight bride. Amen. Now, uh, last week, uh, I had a conversation with a pastor, so he, she, he sent me a message. Now, in this message, it, uh, it was talking about mental health awareness for doctors. Now, it, um, it, it says that the, 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 it showed the doctors wearing what they call happy socks. <laughs> I think the brothers know what is happy socks, these multi-colored uh, brightly colored socks so to display that, that Friday last week that it was the mental health awareness for doctors you, do you get it? not for patients but for doctors mental health awareness for doctors now the theme of that message was you are your own first patient the doctor is his own First patient. You, you get it? That means a doctor, before he treats you, he must have treated himself. I'll give you an example. If you have depression, I don't think it would be fun for you to go there and be treated by a depressed doctor. Now, instead of you getting treatment now, you find that you are actually sharing problems. He's <laughs> you are telling him his problem. He's telling you, hey, brother, life is tough. You know, even myself, now as we speak, now you find that now, instead of you getting treatment, you are comforting each other. No. That is why now we say, the doctor is what? His first patient. Your mental health is critical for that. And the message also said, the mental health of a doctor is critical for those that he cares for. Because the doctor 
needs to be in a good state of mind to be able to treat you. A doctor can't be depressed and treat depression. He needs to be treated first before he can come and treat other people for, of depression. You get it? Now, that is why I say you cannot give what you don't have. You cannot go to a doctor being depressed and then look for hope when the doctor himself is hopeless. You cannot go to a doctor looking for treatment for anxiety and panic disorder and then uh, while the doctor already himself is panicking, while the doctor himself is anxious, he, because he cannot give you what he does not have. He needs to be well himself mentally to be able to treat you. So do you get what I'm saying? Now, you, you will realize that is the reason. Then, then when the pastor sent me that message, I responded. We just had fun about it. So I replied with a quotation from the, the, the prophet that the pastor uh, said uh, that the pastor gave to us the, the time when he was preaching, that the human heart was meant to be happy. That there must be no depression, there must be no neurosis, there must be no panic attack. But I said, then this starts with the doctor. Because the doctor shouldn't have this condition for him to treat you. If he has, to get, he has this condition, he has to himself go for treatment first before he can attempt to heal somebody. It's like the Paradipati says that we are living in an age where a doctor needs a doctor. <laughs> a psychiatrist needs a psychiatrist. But also we are, need in, we are living in an age where a Christian needs Christ. You understand? Because now, when, when, when I said that, the pastor said, said it was profound because it was profound in a sense that you cannot give what you do not have. You cannot give life if you do not have life. You cannot give healing if you do not have healing. For you to be able to manifest healing, to heal somebody spiritually, physically, mentally, you must be well mentally yourself. Amen? Now, you, as I've said, you will end up sharing with that doctor if that doctor is also sick. Now, you need to go to somebody higher than you. Somebody who has a situation is above you for you to be able to get help. You can't get help from somebody that is below you. Now, that is why even in, in, in Leviticus, uh, when they were chosen priests, there was, they, 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 they would say, because God is perfect. Now, that was, that was what a, a physical uh, illustration. A, a, a priest was not supposed to be somebody who has an ailment, who is sick. You can read it there in Leviticus. He was not supposed to be lame. That means paralyzed, have stroke, or maybe be, it even says deformed. If you are deformed, you had leprosy. Because you, if I can tell you about leprosy, if you have leprosy of the nose, your nose just literally falls off. So if you had leprosy before, and your nose had fallen off, and you are deformed, you do not qualify to be a priest. Now, there's a spiritual meaning to this. That is why a pastor should not be spiritually maimed. A pastor should be somebody who is perfect. Because now he carries the fire of God. He, God speaks to him. Now he cannot be somebody who's paralyzed spiritually. I can give you an example. We believe that marriage, divorce is wrong. 
Imagine now if you go to church and your pastor is divorced. What happens when you have to go through a situation where you and your wife are striving and then uh, the only thing that you see is divorce? What will that pastor say? No, don't divorce, brother. Oh. Mother, you divorced. Why do you say I must stay in this marriage which is so unhappy, which is so unhealthy, while you left yours? No, you see, my brother, my situation was different. How different? You see? Now you'll find that you will have a church of lame people. A church of ill people. Whereby some things will be swept under the ground because the pastor cannot deal with them because he is spiritually maimed. He is spiritually deformed. You understand? That is why now, if you want to be healed, spiritually, physically, mentally, otherwise, you need to find somebody who is higher than you. Somebody of a higher spiritual standing than you. You understand? Somebody who, if you say, me and my wife are fighting, he is a rock. That is standing there with his family. That can give you as a guide and say, no, brother, you see, I'm, my, I'm the example. This, I also went through this. This is how I overcame it. You understand? Because that person is not phys- physically or spiritually maimed. Now, you see it now. You need to find somebody who is higher than you. Somebody who is a source of hope, peace, joy, and happiness. And health. You understand? Now, this you find that is types a real Christian. You understand? Because a Christian must be a source of hope where there is hopelessness. He must be a source of light where there is darkness. He must be a source of health where there is diseases and affliction. He must be a source of joy and happiness when there is darkness, gloom, and strife. You understand? That is a Christian. Now, these attributes, this is the attribute of the word bride. That is the attribute that the word bride must display. Amen? Now, you can never, ever give something that you don't have. Or else your word will not be backed. That is why we say the manifested sons, their word is backed by heaven. Their word is backed by God himself. Why? Because in them there is purity. They are pure. They have given themselves to the Lord. Fully to the Lord. Amen? Now, you need to go to somebody higher than you. Now, somebody who has more higher qualities than you. Now, for a Christian, that person is Christ. The hope of glory. That person is Christ. The rock that is higher than us. That means when we have strife, when we have a situation that we can't handle, we know that if we go to Christ, if we go to God himself, our situation will be taken care of. Amen. Now, if the situation is bad, there is no hope. That is at the door. If you read John, he says, then Jesus came. Why did Jesus came in that place? It's because Jesus was the source of light. Jesus was the source of life. That is what John 1 teaches us, that he was the light of men. He was the life and the light of men. Amen. So, where there was death, darkness, that's when Jesus needed to step in. That's when Christ needed to step in. That's when a believer has to move back and let God take an effect. Let God carry him. 
Remember the, the, the story of the uh just forgot me. It's a it's a sense what do they call it? Uh it just left my mind now. It is a it is a saying as as it shows a person that was walking and he was having problems. Now he realized that when he was walking, when he was having problems, instead of there were four steps, it was him and Christ walking. Then when he reaches a place where he had problems, it was only two footsteps. And he was surprised that why are there only two footsteps? Why? Because Christ is supposed to be with me. Where is Christ when I needed him? Now Christ says, that is when I carried you. You see, you need somebody who can carry you through every situation that you may be going through. Amen. Now, that person is what? Christ. Now, what happened is that the word of God says, when you are with Jesus Christ, whatever he says, you do. Whatever he tells you, you do. And this thing applies also to the word bride. If you are a person, you don't have Christ, and a person who is the word bride speaks to you, Whatever he tells you, you must do. Because he says, I've made some pastors. I've made some uh, uh, prophets, some apostles, some teachers, some evangelists. You see, those people are the ones who will speak to you what God wants. You see, because now he says, whatever they say, you must do. Amen. Now, he says, um, uh, whatever he says, you must do. Now, if you are looking for salvation, if you are, you are looking for healing, whatever these people tell you, you must do. If you are looking for salvation of your children, whatever they say, you must do. Remember the, the story of Haiti, right? She was never disappointed. And then you will never either, either, either be disappointed because Brother Brennan says, I give you what? Salvation of your children. Just for believing what God had done through me. Whatever he says, you must do. You understand? And you too, whatever situation you might be going through, if you go to him and do each and everything he says, you will not be disappointed. Amen? Now, you, you might find that also, even if your dad is at the door, and then the doctor says, we are going to switch the machines, the only thing you have to say is to listen to what your pastor will say. Don't listen to the doctor's. Believe what is in your doctor. Remember the last time I read your quotation that the pastors are the people who are actually looking after your soul. That you should give respect to, listen to, because the angel of God is with, is speaking through them. Now you need to respect them, give them honor, listen, and appreciate them because God speaks to you through them. Hallelujah. So now, we say that when Jesus came, now I'll give you an illustration of the story of Lazarus so that you may understand this point. Now, Lazarus, as we know, Jesus loved Lazarus very much. And then it came to pass that while he was away, Lazarus fell ill. And he fell ill to the extent that he died. Now, then... That is why then when you read John 11, verse 17, he says, then when Jesus came, you see when he comes, Lazarus was, his body was laying in the grave four days already. That means Jesus, when he came, who is our hope of glory? Who is the light 
when he came there, Lazarus was dead. Was already taken Lazarus. There was dead darkness. There was sadness in the house of Lazarus because Lazarus was what dead. But Jesus came. Now, when he came, there must there must be a change in situation. Jesus cannot come and your situation remains the same. When he comes, he must effect a change in your life. Amen. Now, he came, and then he ushered in light. He ushered in life to, a, to, Joe, to Lazarus' situation. And I can tell you, my brother, my sister, he can usher light, usher life to your very own situation. You are, you are, I do not think that your situation is as gloomy, as dark, as difficult as Lazarus' situation. Whatever disease you might be having, when he comes, he will usher light of healing in your life. Amen. Amen. He will usher a new life in your life. Amen. Because the the word teaches us that Jesus is because Jesus was the light and light of life of man. And he shone through Lazarus' situation and he can also shine through your situation. Now, when Jesus came, he said to Martha, uh, Lazarus will rise. Now, Martha, listening to Jesus, he thought that Jesus meant that Lazarus was going to rise in the last resurrection of the last days. But Jesus called her and he says, I'm the resurrection and the light. If I say Lazarus will rise now, Lazarus will, will rise. Amen. So when he came, he says, then Martha, after he realized what Jesus has said, he says, even now whatsoever thou will ask of God, God will give it to thee. You see, whatever he will ask Jesus, whatever he will ask about Lazarus' situation, God was going to be able to grant him to, to him. Amen. So Jesus went there. with Martha went before him and called Mary. Because Mary, when Martha went to fetch to look for Jesus, Mary was left behind. So Jesus delayed a bit. You realize how confident Jesus is. Lazarus has been dead for days, but he's still delaying in a certain town for a few hours before he can come and deal with Lazarus' situation. Because he knows who he is. He knows what he has. Now, when he came there, he says, he just went there. Lazarus was dead. That means when Lazarus was dead, that means worms were already crawling out of... I mean, in that day, they didn't have mortuaries. They didn't have refrigerators. They did not bury their dead on the ground. They actually used to use a cave to bury them. Now, you can imagine, if it's a cave, anything that is dead, the fleas are able to get in there, do whatever they do. Now, there were worms crawling out of Lazarus' body. There was a stench even coming out of that grave. But that did not deter Jesus. That was nothing to Jesus. When he came, he just said, Lazarus, come forth. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. That means he had all the resurrection power, the quickening power to bring new life into Lazarus' life. And Lazarus, they say when he came out, the napkin was still on his face. He was still wrapped in those white clothes. But he says, let him loose. Remove all those thoughts from him. Because why? He was the son of God. He was manifesting what God will do. And it's not only Jesus. Even Brother Branham had the same situation. If you remember, there was a vision that he had about 
the, the, the Finnish boy that had an, a motor vehicle accident. Now, if I can relate a bit the story for you, the, the Finnish boy, the, that boy had a motor vehicle, was working with some of the boys, and a, a man was driving with a car recollectly, and he knocked the two boys. And the other one, he knocked and he went underneath the car. So his body was actually mangled. You understand? Mangled to an extent. Because, but because, because the Brother Brenham was a prophet. The reason I'm saying Brother Brenham was a prophet, I'm bringing Brother Brenham, is because you will realize one thing, that even before Martha came to Jesus, to tell Jesus that Lazarus was dead, what did Jesus say? He says Lazarus slept. He realized it even before Martha can come and do te- and tell her the, 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 the sad news that Lazarus was dead. And uh, because even his disciple says, oh, okay, he was sick, now he's sleeping, that means he's fine. But he says, no, man, I mean he's dead. You understand? Because as a prophet, Jesus was as a prophet, he could see it. Even Brother Brenham could see the death of a Finnish boy two years before it happened. Two years, actually, before it happened. He saw it in a vision. He, he related the vision, and the brothers wrote it in the Bible. Now, when he was having a campaign in Finland, they came across a situation where they found that there was a lot of commotion, the road was closed, and then they went there, and they looked. There was that boy there, dead, just as the vision has said. Then he said, if I am not the son of God... If I am the son of God, when I pray for this boy to rise up, because he had seen it, he was the manifested son of God. He was the word bride. When he said it, he said a little prayer. Now, you will realize one thing, with Brother if you've read the spoken word, if you've listened to the tape, when the angel of the Lord came in the message, he will say, please, silent, be, be reverent. The angel of the Lord is here. Something will take hold of him. He will not pray a, a big prayer, a long prayer. No. He'll just say, you sister, you are sister who and who. Uh, you are from Colorado. Uh, you are coming here. You have a problem with a breast tumor. Uh, is that right? Is what I'm saying to you right? And the sister will say, amen, prophet, it's the truth. When he said it, he says, do you believe that I'm the servant of the Lord? And the, the, the woman will say yes. And he says, go well, you are healed. Not a long prayer. Because why? God is with him. Now, in, that, in, the, in, the, in the same situation, when he met that Finnish boy, he went there, looked. He could not recall at the time. Brother Moore, who was with him, went there, came back crying. Brother Lindsay was there, also went there. Because how, that is how bad this, that boy was. Then he went there also. And he initially, did not want to go. The reason because he has a, the boy was almost the same age as Billy Paul at the time. So he said, I've been away for weeks on end. I, I cannot, and I've left my children for food. I do not want to see something like that, especially as a parent. But an edge came to him. You know, when God is with you, he will push you. Yeah. <laughs> there will be a sudden attack in you. So, so, and he says, no, maybe let me go and look. Then he looked. He looked at the trees, how they were mangled, how that guy, the car flew over, hit the trees. Nothing came to, to mind. Then he was about to leave. When he was about to leave, a hand 
tattooed, touch him on the shoulder. When that hand touched him on the shoulder, he looked. There was no one around him. Now he was like, no man, maybe I'm just imagining things. Then he was started to walk. That hand got hold of him. He looked, there was nobody. That was the angel of the Lord with him there. Then he realized, and everything came back to mind. This is the finished boy that I saw. This is the boy that I saw in the vision. Now you see now, you must have a revelation. For you to know as a child of God, that you are a child of God, you need to have a revelation. That's why Brother Bram had what? A vision first. A revelation first of what was going to happen. Now, when that finished boy, when that, that, that vision came back to him, he cleared everybody. He says, everybody, clear out. Now you will see God in action. If I am not the servant of the Lord, when I pray for this boy, he will not rise up. Then you people from Finland, you can chase me out of Finland. That is how confident he was. Sometimes when he prays, he will tell the people, if whatever I'm going to say doesn't come true, then let the dead strike me here on the pulpit. That's how he was confident with God. That is how confident the word bride is with God. With how God can use him. Now, when he went there, he prayed. That boy, remember, it was an accident. The boys, when the car came, they were trying to run in different direction. When he prayed for that boy, <laughs> that boy stood. You know what he did? He continued running. That boy had to run. He just stood up, life back in his body, ran, as if the accident had never happened before. Now, a mangled body, tongue sticking out, I pop out. Who else can do that except God? Amen. The boy was saying everything had gone back into place. Why? It's because whatever he says, Christ, you do. That is why Brother Bram had a check, had an edge, and he came in that situation where there was darkness, room dead. And then in our situation, the same thing applies. Amen. Now, the reason is because Jesus had a quickening power. Brother Brenham also had quickening power. The same quickening power that Jesus had. Brother Brenham had it because he was what? He was the manifestation of the Son of God. He showed the attribute that the Son of God had to show. Amen. Amen. So, whatever, Jesus, the word, whatever he says through his word pride, through the prophet, you must do. And you must believe it, and you must do it. Because his word pride is him revealed. That's not me. That is a direct quotation from Brother Benham, that the word pride is him revealed. Because Christ, Christ is the mystery of God revealed. Now, this word pride is the mystery of Christ revealed. Christ is the head of the body, and the bride is his body. Now, the entire thing, as Brother Branham says, the entire thing, the, 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 this head, and the bride, it is Christ. That means you can never look at Brother Chetty and say, Brother Chetty's head and Brother Chetty's body. The entire thing is Brother Chetty. 
Now I can give you an, ex- an illustration that if Brother Borrero one day is at home and a brother comes to him and says, uh, Brother Borrero, I-, I came here to report a, 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 a case. Then Brother Borrero, Brother Borrero will ask, a case against who? And he says, I'm reporting a case against your finger. Does that make sense? No, it does not make sense. And he comes and he says, while we were at church, your finger came and he poked me in the eye. And he's reporting the same finger to Brother Borrero. Does it make sense? I think Brother Borrero will be puzzled. Oh, brother, you mean my finger? You see, he will say, my finger. Because the finger, the leg, is part and parcel of Brother Borrero's head. So even we, as his church, being his body, we are part and parcel of Christ. The whole thing is Christ. Amen. So you see now, as a result, that finger cannot have an impulse on its own. It cannot go there without Brother Barrera controlling in with his brain, go there, poke somebody, without Brother Barrera having action. The moment that happens, we have a condition for that. <laughs> yes, it, it's a condition because your finger is doing something. <laughs> Amen. That is not supposed to do. Yes, we have a condition, we call it uh, akitesia in medical terms, whereby a person will be having tremor and the brain cannot control it. We have another condition, we call it Parkinson's disease. It's almost the same tremor. Now, with akitesia, it normally happens with children when they have what we call um, uh, uh, rheumatic heart disease, whereby it will affect the, the, the brain and affect the nerves, and they will have this sinusoidal, dancing-like movement, without them controlling it. It's a condition. Because you, in a normal person, it can never happen that a body, a leg can kick you and I say, hey, my friend, that's my leg. <laughs> but I don't know what happened to this leg. This leg is just acting on its own. I, I don't understand. Because why? That leg is you. So you as a bride, you are Christ. Do you get it now? The entire thing, the entire body is Christ. Christ being the head of that body makes the whole body Christ. Hallelujah. So I want us to read a quotation just to emphasize that from the spoken word is the rising of the sun. Paragraph 111. And he says, in, uh, is the rising of the sun uh, preached in 1965 April the 18th. He says, and as he, that means he's Christ, being the groom, the bride has to come forth because it's part of him. It can only be the manifestation of the fulfilling of all the revelation any others have spoken of, of this bride. You understand? If it can only manifest, that means this bride can only be a, a, a revelation of all the promises that are there in the Bible. This bride cannot be anything else. That is why he says, when you pray to the people, they will recover. It is a promise. The bride must be able to do that. He says, when somebody is, is lost, you, you can pray for them and that person will be saved. It's a promise. It's there in the Bible. So he says, it does something, if it does something different from the groom, you see, what the, the groom is what Christ. It isn't, it is not the bride. 
You understand? Because she is flesh of his flesh. Bone of his bone. That bride is life of his life. Then it goes further and he says, that bride, it is power of his power. You get it now? Then he, no, no, that's my point there. And he says, she is him. You see now, the entire thing is Christ. This, 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 this bride is what? It is Christ. Amen. As a man and woman are one, a woman is taken from his side. She in taking a, the spirit, the feminine spirit for him, the flesh from his side made, the flesh from his side made both mechanics and dynamics the, the, the wife. You see, now, when Brian talks about the mechanics and the dynamics, he gives an example of a car. That if you have a car, uh, you have the car, you have the engine, you have the gasoline in there. Those are the mechanics of the car. But he says for the car to move, that car has to have the dynamics, which is a spark. That means when, when you turn the car on, you, you, you spark it on. Then that gasoline goes into fire. And the power that is in that gasoline goes and it moves that car. He says now, the, the mechanics is the, is the word of God. And he says the dynamics is the Holy Spirit. That means the Holy Spirit must give power to the word of God for it to work. Amen. Now, that is why he says, this wife is the, is both the mecha- has the both, is, is made both mechanics and dynamics. You understand? He has both the word and the Holy Spirit to give him, to, to give him, to give her what? This resurrection power. Quickening power that, that, the, that, that, that Christ himself has. The spirit of him and the flesh of him put it and put it together and made mechanics and dynamics. And I will jump to paragraph 113. And he says, until that church, that bride, becomes both dynamics and mechanics, and the spirit of God that moved him to do the things that he did. If he hit on 16 cylinders, so will the bride. You see now, 16 cylinders, he gave you now the analogy of a car. That if a car is 16 cylinders, when you ignite a spark, that car must move. The bride also must move. Amen. Amen. For he said, he that believeth on me, that is John 14 verse 12, the works that I do, shall he do also. Isn't it that so? Now, if you are his bride, the works that he did, you too, you must be able to do the same works. Amen. I'll give him a charge of my dynamics, my spirit, amen, in his mechanics, and the world will not be able to withstand it. And I'll raise him up at the last day. And that is the Easter magic. The dynamics and the mechanics together now, the mechanics without the dynamics, it is no good. The, neither is the dynamics without the mechanics. So you get it now. Amen. So now you realize that the word bright, she is him. That is what it says there, that the word bright, she is him. I don't know if people were here when the brother, Pastor Madiba, preached <laughs> that the, 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 the same, almost the same message on the, the dynamics and mechanics. He said, we are him. Yes, and he made the church to say the same thing, that we are him. That means there is, you cannot separate Christ from the church. The same thing is one. That is why he says, 
a man and wife will, will leave his wife and the two shall cling, and cling to his wife and the two shall be what? One. Amen. Now, you will realize one thing that now, this resurrection power that Jesus has, it's millions and millions of voltage power. Amen. It is not an ordinary power. That is why you find that that power had to flow from his, from his head, goes down to the body, to the bride. But one thing for sure is that you need something that can channel that power. That power. I think Brother Mpayan is an electrician. He will tell you that we have a power station, Jesus Christ. Then from the power station, you cannot have that voltage power coming directly to your house. It will just blow everything apart. From the power station, that voltage has to come through to the substation, which is the prophet, which is the Holy Ghost. And then that power has to be channeled to you, who is the house. Remember I told you that a person is a house. The last time we were here, that you are a house. That is why you find that evil spirit can come and inhabit you. And then we can chase the spirit, evil spirit out of you. And when we've chased the evil spirit out of you, when it is there, if nothing occupies that house, it does not matter how you, you've cleaned and swept that house. You can have your sanctification, your justification. If the Holy Ghost does not come and possess that house, that, that spirit will go there looking, that demon, and he will come with seven more vicious demons to occupy that house. You understand? That is why now you have the, as a house, you will get power from what? From Christ through the substation into your house so that whatever, everything that I do, you can also do. Amen? Amen. Now, that, that I think if you can say that, you, you will agree with me because even before, in, during the, the journey that the Israelites took in the wilderness, there was a time when uh, the Israelites one, they said, you know what, Moses? You think you're better. We want to speak directly to God. Yeah, I think he can speak with me as well. Now, God said, okay, make Moses, make the people ready. Then he came on Mount Sinai. There was trembling and trembling. The people who were there, because it was millions of voltage of power. They were so, so afraid. And they asked Moses, no, Moses, we apologize. As from now, May you just speak to this God and then you come and relay the message to us because we cannot handle it. You understand? That is why even you, you need something to channel that power, that power into you. Amen. And then nowadays, those people are what? Are the prophets. Then because we, our prophet William Marion Branham is gone, what did he say? We have the Joshua's. We have the Holy Spirit channeling the same power. You understand? We don't need a new prophet. Everything that they needed, all the mysteries that is in this book, through the, the prophet William Marion Brenham, those, it has been fulfilled. It has been laid back. The only thing that is happening is for the bride to, to, take, to come and go out in rapture. No other discernments, no other false prophet, no other antichrist, no, because no other anointed ones in the end times. No, the Prophet William Marion Branham is the last prophet. From there, we go into what? Millennium. That's all. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, you'll realize that one thing, I uh, see time is running away from me. You will realize that, we will realize that now, when Jesus came, uh, died on the cross, actually, 
That's when the resurrection power was shared between all the saints. Because at that time, he defeated the trinity of the devil. That is death, hell, and the grave. How did he do that? When he died, the devil thought he had him. He He had him cornered. But he says, the, the word of God teaches us that his spirit went to God. Then his body remained in, in, the, in the soul. And his, his, his body remained in the grave. And his soul went into prison to speak, to preach to those souls that were in prison. Those ones who could not be forgiven. During that time when he did that, he went into hell. And he went there, took the, the keys of death and hell. Took them away from the devil. So that is why now that resurrection power, we have it. That is why death and hell has no effect on the, on, on, on the child of God because he has the same resurrection power. The, the, the same spirit that quickened Jesus, if that spirit is in you, that spirit will be able to quicken your mortal bodies. Amen. So now, Christ now has conquered the enemy. He, Christ, being the true trinity of God. Now he has the key of death and hell. Amen. There is a quotation uh, that we can read quickly. Uh, it, it is also on the same um, uh, spoken word. It's the rising of the sun, uh, paragraph 51. Now, to just illustrate you, the trinity of devil, death, hell, and the grave, for Satan is the author of death. He's the possessor of hell, and also the grave. The trinity of the Satan being caused by one thing, that is death. Death, you go at the grave, being a sinner, you go to hell. All the very one thing, the trinity of Satan, which was dead, that held men in captivity all these years. But now, the true trinity of God, being one manifested in Christ, who was alive, and had broke the seals and conquered the enemy, and rose up, and the one true and living God. He says, I'm, the, I'm the, he that was Dead, I'm alive forevermore, and I have what the keys of death and hell. Amen. Amen. Now, as we are about to close, now you will realize that this word bride has uh, many virtues. Uh, I don't think we'll, we'll go. We'll have time to 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 go to to go through this, but I will just uh, talk to you. With, maybe we'll continue with it another time. One of the virtues, which is the basic and fundamental virtues that the bride has, is faith. Now, you'll find that faith, as Brother Brenham says, he says, works is faith expressed. What does that mean? It means that your way, by, by the works that you do, you express the faith that you have in Christ. You understand? That is why works is faith expressed. But now, if you go there and read James and go there and read uh, uh, Romans, there's a way James says it. He says, Abraham, our patriarch, he, he, his works, he, a man, people could see the works of faith in Abraham. But, brother, but that is why he says he was justified by works. But, but Paul comes and says, no, what God sees was that Abraham was justified by faith because when God looked at Abraham, he saw his faith in Abraham. But when men looked at Abraham, when men looked at Abraham, they saw, they saw they saw the works of that faith. And even now, with the with, with the word Christ, you must display the works of faith. 
That is why you must manifest. And another thing that you will realize is that faith is a revelation. As much as faith, what is faith expressed, faith is also a revelation. That is why you don't, by your works, do not save you. It is grace that that saves you. You understand? It is the grace of God that saves you. Because it is, faith is what? It is a revelation from God about who you are. You understand? That means when you accept God, you accept his revelation. You understand? That is why, to just give you an illustration, when Eliezer was to go to Mesopotamia to, to look for a wife for Isaac, there was a prayer that Eliezer prayed. He said, if the damsel give me water and to my camels as well, I will know that you have honored my journey. But now when he went to the damsels, he said, what? Give me water. He never said, give me water and give my camels. That was the unwritten part. That was the, that was the unwritten word that uh, Rebecca had to have her revealed to her. You understand? That God himself had to come to Rebecca and show her that for you to become my wife, the wife to my son, Isaac. Remember, Isaac types Christ, Rebecca typed the bride. You must have a revelation of the unwritten word, the part that will not be said to you. You understand? The part that you have to decipher, subliminally, that you have to get yourself. The part that the Eliza, the messenger, he wouldn't say. And then that was a proof because there were many women around there. So he didn't know where to go. But now, when Rebecca came, and then he could decipher that unwritten word, he had the revelation of that unwritten word. He had the faith, which is a revelation from God. You find that there was more to it. She was not just Rebecca. You, when you trace her back, you realize that she was a relative of Abraham. She was a relative of Sarah. <laughs> that is why even you... For you, as the word bride, it is not just God picks you here, finds you. No, no. You, we can trace you back. You can trace you even before the foundation of the world. We can trace you to who you were at that time. When you can trace you back to be an attribute. That is why even Rebecca, she, with the, that is why now when we come and preach to you, the things that we say is, to some people, they stumble them. They don't understand you. But to you, it's like manna from heaven. Because it takes you back to where you were before. Before the foundation of the world. It takes you to that place when you were with God. Because it is a, a revelation. The, the, the time when one preaches here, you realize who you are. You realize that this message is speaking about me. That is why you can accept it. And the moment you accept it, you can't turn back. Hallelujah. Because you realize that it takes you back to your original position in Christ. Amen. Uh, I think my time is up. I will, I, there's so many we can share, but maybe the next time. Amen. We can stand on our word. Amen. Uh, we can just sing a, a worshiping song. Amen.
So now you get it. That your origin is not here. There is something behind you. Hallelujah. There is something directing you. That is why even Brother Brennan says, you, in your soul, there is a control tower. And then the person who controls that tower is Christ himself. That is why you find that that astronaut, when he's in heaven, there is a rudder that controls him while he's there. Now that rudder, Brother Brennan, you can, there are two series of countdown that Brother Brennan preaches. You find that in one of them, he will say, that, that radar that controls you is prayer. Then in the other one, he'll say, that rather that controls you is the Holy Ghost. You see now, prayer controls you. Prayer, that means if you pray, you seek anything as a son of God, as a manifested son of God. In prayer, that is why Brother Abraham will, will, will pray a simple prayer. And in praying that simple prayer, God will hear him. That is why he, they wouldn't go, Kalabashu, all these things that these people fire, fire. No. When God is there, everything is simple. That we say God in simplicity. You just say the word. My brother, get healed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. My brother, do you want rain? Get that rain in the name of Jesus Christ. Because you have it in him. The simplicity, that is the simplicity of the Lord. That is why normally when he will talk, you wouldn't understand him. Well, this person, my sister, you are from Colorado. You are so and so. You are healed. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, go well. That tumor will literally melt away. Simple. Hallelujah. That is how simple the word of God is. Hallelujah. Can we just give us a worshiping song? Amen.
Now that is why you will realize also that if you find that now your life is not right with, with God, I think it is an opportunity for you just to raise up your hands, make it right with God. Because as we say, we are looking, fighting for something to be in that millennium. And we saw the characteristics, we saw the traits of the people who are supposed to be there. But one thing that I can tell you is that it does not matter where you are in the journey. If you are a child of God, you have to strive to reach that promised land. It's like I said that the last time that Caleb and Joshua, you will realize that even though they are the two in a million that reached that promised land, you will realize that they were also once in Egypt. They were also once in the wilderness. That is why now they can find themselves in the promised land. So even you, it does not matter how far you might be from God. If you just go there reverently and then accept him as your personal savior, and then you go there and you cry to him, he can move you. He can give you that necessary baptism of the Holy Ghost that is required for that rapture in faith. Hallelujah. So as we raise our, raise our hands and then close our eyes, I will ask uh, Brother Chet if he can come too and just wrap everything over. Whatever, you might, whatever need you might be having in your heart, whether to have a closer walk with God, whether to have a healing, whether is a, 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 a healing or salvation of somebody else, God is able to provide it. God is able to provide it. He has not failed. And he will never fail us. Because he has never failed us yet. Hallelujah. Amen. As we just sing another worshiping song, slowly, Brother Chad will come and then uh, wrap everything in the, in, the, in the word of prayer. Hallelujah.
pray. Just before we uh, uh, pick our hands up, amen. We just want to thank the Lord this morning, amen. We as a bride, as the children of Christ, amen. We, no wonder the prophet had said when you come into the church of God, he said, be reverent, amen. He said, don't let those children run around and don't, don't let them make noise and don't push around, amen. He said, we don't eat there, we, we don't do things, amen. We treat it as a sanctuary. The reason why he said that, amen, he said, because he said the New Testament um, preacher will be a prophet, amen. And we realized it's just so much of um, even deception that had even moved through the message that we realized that how loosely, amen, the, the spoken word uh, has been portrayed, amen. And you just find believers moving around saying that I'll speak the word and I'll speak the word and I'll speak the word, amen. And not realizing, amen, if they had that spoken word, amen, even while they're on their way to church, amen, there would be so much of disasters because they get so angry, amen, at the driver before them, amen, and just have thoughts, amen. But not realizing, amen, that we had a, a Moses on the scene, amen. And when we watch and we see Moses, amen, even in the Bible, amen, it was very dramatic, amen. It was there him standing alone, amen, and just opening up the Red Sea, amen, and calling the plagues, amen, in a massive big drama displayed, amen. And we find our prophet doing the same thing. But when you look down in the scriptures, amen, and you find Joshua, amen, amen, it was a whole different scene, amen. It wasn't a big drama, amen. It was action, amen. amen. Joshua had to actually go into, uh, amen, the river, amen, and get into the river and walk into the river, amen, and then it dried up, amen. And we find out we as the sons of God manifested in this hour deal, amen. We, 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 we under the same anointing, amen. Coming back to the faith, coming back to our dominion, amen. We stand like Adam this morning, amen. We might not say this is an elephant. We might not say this is a giraffe. We might not say, amen, this is a snake. This is a serpent, amen. But under the anointing of the word of God this morning, as we realize the word being ministered, amen, under the simplicity, it addressed the serpent, amen. It called out sin. It identified problems in our lives amen it identified situations amen the same manifested sons coming back to the adamic condition amen being gods over the situation amen the bible never called us to be gods over our brother gods over our sister we find that moving in the message amen people want to be worshipped amen but the bible says you'll be god over pharaoh amen amen You'll be back in your position, amen. When Satan was once your servant, amen. The angels were your servants, amen. But we fell under, amen, because of sin. But through the spoken word of God, through the revelation of God, through that third pool, through that seventh seal, mystery, amen, giving us a title deed this morning, amen. Many of us, amen, have been convicted this morning. By the spoken word of God, realizing that we're not in our position, amen. Hallelujah. But you have to realize, amen, for you to 
chase and get rid of the squatter in your land. Hallelujah. Amen. It's senseless you having, just having the title deed, amen, and sitting back, amen. You have to take the title deed this morning and go over to the squatter there in the corner that's claiming your land, amen. And you have to prophesy, amen. And you have to speak, amen. And you have to open up that title deed and show him, amen, that listen, this land belongs to me this morning, amen. There may be situations, there may be avenues in our life, amen. There may be situations maybe in our marriages, amen. Maybe situations, amen, at school, university, amen. There may be avenues, amen, where Satan the squatter may be taking a little bit of preeminence there, an advantage, amen. But we as the children of God has been given the privilege this morning, amen. So we may raise our hands if we have that kind of need, amen, this morning. We believe that the God of Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac, we believe the God of William Branham that spoke those tumors, amen. We believe the God is righteous in our midst. I personally, amen, had experience in the service last week, amen. While our pastor Madiba, amen, was preaching, I had my head down and just taking notes, amen. And there he says there, and I was, I was just going through a situation, amen, and because I, my job's at end, amen, and I'm trying to look for a, a piece of land to do my organic farming, amen, and mm. banks have refused me, situations, everything is refused because of the condition of the country, amen. And Pastor Madiba just preaching there under the Holy Ghost, and Hallelujah. I had my head down, and he says, like Brother Derek, they wanted to do the organic chicken farming amen mm. but as he said that a voice spoke into me and said to me that is prophecy amen Hallelujah. the next morning i received a phone call very early in the morning Good amen phone. saying to me we give you that land amen, amen. amen. <laughs> not even not even rent it amen i want you to buy it amen we're not waiting for your banks, amen. We're going to give an opportunity, a few months to prepare yourself, but the land is yours, amen. Come and sign the papers, amen. That's the same God, amen, that we serve, amen. Not every one of us is going to be a little William Branham, amen. As sometimes we are just portrayed, amen, that we as a sister are going to have a, a, a line outside there and every sister is going to come and we're going to pray for them and they're going to heal. And that's what the denominations are doing, amen. And that's what sometimes in a message we get confused about, amen. But that's not our calling, amen. The one time, amen, there was a sister that phoned the prophet and said, Brother Branham, Brother Branham, I cannot even cast out the demon, amen. And Brother Brennan looked down in her life and said, Sister, that's your, not your position. That's not your calling. But your calling is to pray for them that cast out demons. Amen. Let's find our position this morning. Each and every one of us. Amen. As children of God. Amen. A mother in a position. Amen. When Satan comes to attack a baby. Amen. There's no even need sometimes to call for a pastor. She's in that position. Amen. She's the Adam in her Eden. Amen. She could speak to that Satan and say, Satan, you move out. I'm in my position. Amen. And that baby get healed. Amen. Jesus, amen, taking lunch, going to a workplace, amen. Jesus taking a pen and writing as an accountant, amen. Jesus taking a spanner, amen, opening up nuts and balls, amen. 
It's not a one-man show anymore, amen. It's a multi-membered body, amen. I'll do nothing unless my Father shows me, amen. No wonder this bride of Jesus Christ, amen, is led by the Spirit of God, amen. A book of Acts being written around the world, amen. Signs and testimonies, amen. Miraculous works of God, amen. Not just in a local assembly, but worldwide, amen. So we're thankful this morning. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, with the simplicity of the truth, Father, with the reverence and the respect, Father, of the truth, Father, that even I was, I was just, Lord, having the thoughts of this morning, Lord, how privileged we are for the 7.5 billion people on this earth, dear God. And yet you got your eyes, Lord, just fixed upon the little lady, the bride of Jesus Christ, Hallelujah. your elect lady, dear Amen. Lord Jesus. We're so thankful, dear God, that we could be identified with the scriptures and identified with the preaching this morning, Father. You have shown kind favor unto us, dear Lord, that we walk like Ruth, dear Lord. We came out from a, a land that was barren, Father. But you brought us to the land of Boaz, Father. And this morning, dear Lord Jesus, you didn't just put a, a small uh, portion of the barley, Father. Mm. But yet, Lord, you call us, Father, to the threshing floor, dear Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Where you covered us, dear mm. Lord Jesus, mm. with the garment of Boaz, Father. Hallelujah. That we cannot see the world outside, Father. Mm. But we're so locked in, Father. With our husband, Lord, our groom, Father, that loves us so much, dear Lord. And we realize, dear God, because we are married as the bride of Jesus Christ, Father. There's no need sometimes for us to ask the bridegroom, can we do this? Can we do that? But yet he would turn around and say to us, the field is yours. Take whatever you want. And Lord, these children of God this morning, Father... Many have needs this morning, Father. And you said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And we find out how the world and the denominations, Father, are pronouncing blessings upon the people without repentance, without a dedicated life, with sins in their life, Lord. And they're pronouncing blessings and miracles and prosperity, Father. But Lord, no wonder your prophet said, while Billy Graham could pray for thousands, I just pray for four and five. Because I'll have to have the Holy Ghost to go and discern and look at the hearts and see the condition. And if there's Sunday, I need to call them out and say, Sister, you need to give that up first before the Lord moves. But I believe that your word has come and addressed each and every one of us as individuals this morning, Father. That is why, dear Lord, your children are in need, Father. And we speak under the authority of the Holy Ghost, Father. That if Satan's bothering, Lord, one of them this morning, Lord, one of your little sheep, Father, you left the 99 to go for that little one, Father. We speak, and in the name of Jesus Christ, we cast out that serpent, Father. And we bring it to the subjection of the Word of God this night. And the children, Father, that's going through traumatized oppression in school, Father. Being oppressed to maybe even follow the wrong ways, Father. 
We speak the word under the authority of the Holy Ghost, Father. That the Holy Ghost come and Lord be the enforcer in their life, dear God. And give them the strength of the oppressors, Father. That they turn around 180 degrees from their sins, Father. And walk with the devil no more. And walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, Father. Strengthen us, dear Lord. As brothers and sisters and husbands and wives this morning, Lord, dear Lord. Take total preeminence over your children, Father. Give us victory, Lord. Your servant has spoken, Father, any day now, dear Lord. All our plans for the future, dear God, could just be all annulled and canceled out, dear Lord. If the rapture happens, Lord, five minutes from now, dear God. Lord, your prophet said in 1963, dear Lord, he said, the next thing is the rapture, Father. And we have come, Lord, to an advanced stage of the shout, the voice, and the trump, Father. And we're going home now, dear Father. Prepare your children, Father. We long to be on the other side with the millennium and the Lord's Supper, Father. But some may be bound this morning, but as we have prayed, break those chains, Father, completely, dear Lord. And give them victory this morning, Lord. We claim it, we believe it, not like the denomination, Father, but in the revelation of the spoken word of the message of this hour, Father, we come by that faith, in the faith that you recognize, Father. Not in the faith like how Cain came, without no blood and without life. We come with life this morning, Lord. Life of the blood of Jesus Christ, Father. We claim it, we believe it now, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, bless your servant, Father, that it preached faithfully and fell into the channel of the Holy Ghost, Lord, and spoke the things of God that, Lord, we are, we were in great need, Lord. The revelations were bursting, Father God, who we were having such a jubilee, dear Lord. We're thankful, dear God. We're undeserving children, but we really appreciate what you have done for us this morning, dear God. Bless your servant, dear Lord, Pastor Madiva, dear God, over there, dear Lord Jesus, as you have called him. And I was just thinking, Father, this morning, what a privilege that we have as a local church, Father, that we could have the world call our pastor, Father, to address them. In so much, dear Lord, that he has to even turn down invites, Father, and yet we are representatives of that church. Father, we, 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 we have a sense of pride in that, that we just want to say thank you, Father, for mm. looking down upon a little church here, dear God, Amen. and recognizing the faith that comes from each and every believer. I appreciate, we appreciate that, Father. May you bless us for the week, each and every child, each and every brother, and each and every sister, dear God. Take them, Father. Give them the strength to overcome, dear Father. Mm. Uh, uh, Lord, and this lady who's here, dear God. Give them the strength, Father, dear Lord, to overcome the oppressor. We pray and we believe and we trust in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Yes, we'll just sing two songs and then from there we'll be dismissed. I think after Brother Chet's testimony, you will realize that God... His faith is a revelation. If you have a need of something, God, to his small, still voice, he can still speak. Yeah. So whatever situation you might be going through, if you just reverently give yourself to him, serve him, ask him, he will answer. He will not leave you without an answer. Every time he will give you an answer. Amen. So we are grateful, Brother Chetty. 
that finally got its answer for you. And may the good Lord bless you. Amen. I will just sing two songs and the Sunday will be dismissed. Amen.